0: You are listening to the next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of *Boyhood*.
1: Hey, stop! Put the barrier. I don't wanna be your hero. Oh. <laughs> I don't wanna be a big man. I just wanna fight. With you guys ready to have some fun? Yeah! 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 Don't worry about it.
2: What if we can use the bumpers?
0: You don't want the bumpers. Life doesn't give you bumpers.
1: We have a new student joining us today. Hey, dude. Welcome to the suck. Mom. Mom. Have you been partying? A little bit. Oh. want to be Mason what do you want to do
0: all right everybody you were just listening to the trailer for boyhood and the story is as follows the joys and pitfalls of growing up are seen through the eyes of a child named Mason his parents and his sister vignettes filmed with the same cast over the course of 12 years capture family meals road trips birthday parties graduations and other important milestones Songs from Coldplay, Arcade Fire, and other artists capture the time period. The film is starring Patricia Arquette, Eller Coltrane, Lorelai Linklater, Ethan Hawke. It is written and directed by Richard Linklater. Joining me for this 2014 retrospective podcast review, I have Dan Baer.
2: I just thought there would be more.
0: Well, I'm sorry that two hours and 45 minutes was not enough for you.
2: In that case. Oh, trust me, I'm not talking about the runtime.
0: Also, too, joining us here today, we have two Patreon guests on the show. First up is Isaiah Washington. What's happening, everybody? Isaiah, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet.
1: Well, you can find me at um, uppercase I Z A B O D 13 uh, I on Twitter. And on Instagram, lights underscore camera underscore view underscore it.
0: Lots of underscores there, but yep. I think everybody got it. <laughs> and then also, too, we also have Michael Pisicano. Mike, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing good. My very first uh, pay, uh, Next best Picture <laughs> episode. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, we're very, very happy to have you. Tell everyone where they can find your work on the Internet
3: on Twitter and Instagram you can find me at RMR Cyborg Mike and I host a podcast called Random Movie Roulette where every week we uh, roll a dice and whatever number it lands on is the the movie from the list that we watch and review for the next week and then I also Uh, I'm a contributing writer for uh, the film website before the cyborgs
0: and a big, big shout out to both of you and all the other Patreon listeners out there right now for allowing us to be able to do these podcast reviews. We really, really appreciate the support that you all give. Let's get into it, people. It took them twelve damn years to make this movie, as the marketing and the awards campaign wanted us to know over and over and over again about this movie. Was <laughs> it worth it? It's not been twelve years since the release of Boyhood. It's only been half that time. It's only been six. Even that, <laughs> <you> feel old. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, time just like passes on by, and you know, next thing you know, it's uh, fleeting, and you don't know necessarily where it went. And uh, to Dan's point, it's my fucking funeral. You kind of wish there was more, right? <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, it's the reverse. It's not about seizing the moment. It's, you know, the moment seizing us, you know? Exactly. So, we're all here. Sure. Let's talk <laughs> about it. Let's get into it. Isaiah, we're going to start off with you here. Richard Linklater's epic American independent masterpiece? Boyhood, what do you think?
1: Well, when I first heard of this movie back in 2014, I accidentally... I, I didn't see it in theaters at all. As a matter of fact, today was the first time I actually seen this movie from start to finish. Oh wow. Yes. <laughs> I've seen scenes and segments, Oscar scenes, all that kind of stuff, but never actually seen it from start to finish. I actually I actually love it. I really do. It has heart. It's it it really is a true coming-of-age story. It's not perfect, but I don't view this movie as a gimmick. Uh, even though a lot of people claim, like, oh, the only thing special about it is is um, twelve year span, but I think there's more to it. Especially when you get to the end, you just see the journey, the aging, the the family dynamic, the the realistic portrayal of these characters and of Mason. And I just, I really think it was worth it. It's not perfect. It definitely has issues, but it's it's really great.
0: Okay. All right. Strong opening thoughts, Mike. Let's hear from you. What do you think of Boyhood?
1: Uh, to me, this is,
3: if I had to place a movie that I feel is, like, probably the most uh, authentic and accurate portrayal of what I feel my upbringing is, I would have to say it's this movie. Um, everything from, even though the character goes through things that have personally not happened to me in my life, my parents are not divorced, um, I, I never threw knives at a, at a sheetrock with my friend's older brothers, uh, but it's it's a movie that, like, I grew up, I was, you know, I was a kid growing up during this time period. I was probably about the same age as uh, the main kid was. And a lot of those uh, milestones in life, I was experiencing at the exact same time that they're portrayed in this movie. And like I said, all of the the stuff like the music and, and like the uh, the time period really places you there. And it's a movie that like watching it, I not only feel... The son's uh, upbringing and like him going through life, but I also feel it from especially Patricia Arquette as the mother's perspective. It's really like a multifaceted movie where you get to see uh, the the upbringing and the and the, the coming of age of not only just the boy but also of his parents. And I think that it's a movie that no matter what age you are, there's something there that you can relate to and take away and and apply to your own life. And I think that this is a really Beautiful, uh, uh, authentic, true-to-life movie. And uh, it's definitely, possibly my favorite movie of Richard Linklater's end of
0: 2014. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dan Baer. Oh. <laughs> Contrary to the uh, popular opinion. Right. Let's hear it. Here we go.
2: <laughs> um, look. I When I saw this back in 2014, I really liked it at the time i think it was in my top five of the year um and as time went on uh i even over the course of the rest of 2014 and into 2015 i found that it had very little staying power for me uh there wasn't a lot that i found myself remembering about it it if and when I thought about the movie at all. Um, and so I haven't seen it since then. And I just watched it today and it's fine
1: hmm.
2: um it 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 almost feels like to me, it's better as a snapshot of Life during this period of American history than it is as a narrative film. Um, I think that particularly the length of it plays a it is is a huge detriment to the film. Um, the last hour is, I thought it was just painful to get through. Um, I I'm not going to mince words. It, it was painful, and and part of that is I think because. Um, Eller Coltrane's performance gets less expressive and thus less interesting as it goes on. And um, the realization that the film, the screenplay is so much better at um, whenever it's dealing with the adult characters. (laughs) But because of the nature of the movie, we can't really follow those characters as much as... I'd like to, especially since, because they are so interesting and especially Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette's performances are so interesting, but there's only so much they can do given the story's necessary lack of focus on them to bring those characters to full life. And it, to me, it's, it sort of fell down on that, on that front. And so we're left with really focusing on Eric Train's Mason, who, as the film goes on, as I said, kind of becomes less and less interesting. And I think the last, the very, very last scene of the movie almost saves it, because there is sort of something there, like this thesis statement for the, for the movie, and that line about how, you know, like, life is only moments, you know, that we're stuck in. There's something about that, especially considering how how the movie was made and how it's been presented over the course of this film. But I, it, it seems like there wants to be also this bigger narrative going on here that I don't think the film gets at very effectively. So while I like it, I have enough issues with it that I can't wholeheartedly love it, um, even on the level that I used to um, what, after I first saw it.
0: Prior to uh, my latest viewing of Richard Linklater's Boyhood, back in 2014 when I saw this movie, I thought that uh, when I saw it in the summer, because I didn't see it at its world premiere at Sundance that year, I saw it in the summer when it came out, and I remember thinking this is going to be the Best Picture winner. I remember thinking that this was one of the great cinematic achievements I had ever seen in my entire life. I remember having this feeling unlike any other I've had watching a movie since, because what I saw when I watched Boyhood was I saw people age realistically, not with the use of makeup, not using other actors. And yes, that is the gimmick. And I know that people will say that Boyhood is just that gimmick and nothing more. I definitely disagree. I think that the movie's commentary on life, and yes, let's acknowledge that it is a time capsule movie. From 2001 till 2013, this is a time capsule movie of what life is like in Texas, suburban Texas, for you know this boy during this time. That can be very niche and very personal, and as a result, if you don't really vibe with that or you don't really vibe with the journey that that character goes on as he is growing up and as he's evolving into uh, the person that he ultimately will become, because realistically, when things are kind of said and done and this movie ends... You know, it's like he's getting closer to becoming the person that he is supposed to be or the person he will eventually end up being maybe through the rest of his adult life. But I think his parents are also uh, an example of how you never really have anything really figured out. And we're always constantly changing and evolving ourselves, even past uh, the stage that society says that we're supposed to be, you know successful or matured or exactly where we're supposed to be by the time we get to college or leave college, which I think is ridiculous. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, I just turned 30 this year and I still feel like I'm finding, you know, myself. (laughs) So (laughs) it's all a process for all of us. And I think this movie does quite a remarkable thing in that way. I really, really do. I think the commentary about um, a lot of the things that I know for myself, even though I've got five years on Eller Coltrane, a lot of the times that he was going through in this movie, uh, whether they be chasing girls or if it was discovering a passion, like in his case with photography, for me, it was film. You know, it, it's very interesting how there are a lot of things in this movie that I can relate to, down to even the very tiny, small details, like having a Dragon Ball Z blanket or <laughs> having your sister uh, sing uh, Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again and have it be the most annoying thing. We stand a legend. <laughs> so there's a lot in this movie that I relate to on a personal level, but... Outside of that, there are experiences that Mason has in this movie that I have never had or ones that I had that were entirely different. But I think there is a universality to those moments that even if you've never experienced them yourselves, I think that, you know, we've seen them play out in other movies or have heard about those kinds of experiences happening for other people that we know in our lives that at least we get it and we understand it. And the screenwriting process for this movie, you know, with scenes having to be written the night before shooting because it was just so about what was happening with this kid in real life and how that would influence the scene the next day in terms of dialogue. I think that it I think the movie touches upon so, so much and I can understand why so many people would say that the movie tries to say so much, but it does so little.
1: Plus is more. Yeah.
0: You know, it's not a conventional movie. No, it's not. It, this is not an exciting movie. I I don't think either. I think it's a brilliant piece of independent cinema. You know, I've seen ninety minute movies that are that have the same shooting and editing style as Boyhood, that look exactly like Boyhood. <laughs> You know, but yet there's something about Boyhood's capture of these details, these small moments, these conversations that I know the word authentic was used a minute ago, but also just feels so human in a way that doesn't feel contrived or manufactured to manipulate our emotions in any way. It just feels so document documentary-like. It's just as is. And that's why I love it, because it just feels so um, – it doesn't feel like a movie to me.
2: No, it doesn't. And that's my problem with
0: it. Yeah, but I, I, I mean and – here's, and, here's and here's what I'll just say in relation to that. I will say that I think the movie, at the time of its release, getting all of the praise that it did receive, unanimous praise. I mean like through the roof. Uh, people saying that this was like,
2: like masterpiece once in a lifetime voice of a generation, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, all of that. Exactly. I think that definitely hurt the film in the end because then once, you know, normal people saw it. I will never forget showing this to my parents and thinking at the time, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. It's going to blow you away. And they didn't get it. Of course, they didn't get it. But like <laughs> and it was a slog for them to get through. And so many people responded when they saw it as that's it. Now, forget about, like, the hype machine behind it. Let's imagine that that didn't exist, right? And instead, you did just see the movie as is with no expectations and no hype. It's still a hard movie for conventional audiences to get, you know, their minds wrapped around. And, Dan, I'm not saying that you're a conventional audience member when I say that, necessarily.
2: (laughs) I was going to say. I'm not saying that at all.
0: But I think there is something to be said for one's expectation for what a movie should be and there is it this movie is clearly not trying to do those things and i don't think that's a fault i think that's just a matter of taste and one's mileage will vary
2: i think that that's very true like it is a matter of taste and but the, the thing that doesn't work about it for me and i get that you know it's it's doing this sort of like as opposed to this overarching narrative, this much more fragmented sort of thing, bits and pieces here and there, and sort of like, you know, this um, mosaic of, uh, to borrow another movie titled This Boy's Life. And I get that. But to me, that sacrifice is... Um, a lot of the satisfaction that a more traditional narrative structure offers, um, and, and again, like it, I don't think this is a bad film by any means. I just think that there are a lot of little decisions that went along with how the movie is made that were maybe not the best ones, and there were there are things that take away from the overall. Impact that the film has on me, especially when coupled with the um, uh, rather generic cinematography and editing choices. Uh, I mean,
0: yes, but like I said before, that's the kind of cinematography and editing that I see in hundreds of independent films. You know, (laughs) it's not a it's not a distinctive style or anything like that. It's just more of
2: it. (laughs) It's just it's just generic. It looked. This is a film that looks and sounds um like a hundred other movies, yet it has the length of a um David Lean epic. Because it is epic. It's the most epic
0: story that could ever be told. It's an epic no, story no, of is human existence. Not, <laughs> is
2: not the most epic story that has ever been told, please. Well, but like I, I, I think that you're the, downplaying the like, a, There are so many like things that happen in this boy's life. That we don't see, and so many things that are happening around it that we don't see. That and they're well, they're brought up. And again, like I sort of—they probably shot it and they cut it. (laughs) I know. Like I get what the movie is going for. I get what it's saying. But at the end of the day, I still have to sit through two hours and forty-five minutes of it. And especially that last hour is just. A oh, slog to get through, except for except for that the graduation party, which I think is far and away the best scene in the movie. And like, even with all these problems I was having up to that point, like that scene came and it did, like it did, I uh, get me a little bit in the feels. But then again, I I just kept thinking like, if they had just focused on, like, made little changes to the script or focused on these relationships a little bit more, the scene could have been really impactful. Instead, it just felt like just another scene across the three-hour length of this movie.
0: But isn't that what life is like for so many people out there in the world?
2: some, but there are still moments. There are still moments that reach deep down in you and are things that you you know, like really have an impact, and to me, none of these scenes really had an impact because they're all they're all played and presented so similarly.
3: Yeah, it, I think that with
2: it's the, it's flat; it's rather flat stylistically.
3: Uh, I would say for me that the there are big milestone moments of his life, like we pointed to the graduation scene, uh, a lot of the scenes where he's dealing with his domestic uh, abusive mm-hmm. stepfather. Um, And it's like, those are big moments of your life, but, uh, and and it's like, those are things that, you know, will you will remember, but it's like, a majority of the movie is, and this is what I love about it, is that it's like, small moments, and it's like, kind of the thesis of the movie at the end, where it's like, life is moments, and the moment seizes us, where it's like, these tiny, insignificant moments that would not come across as being huge, monumental milestones to you, but like there are things that, like, you randomly, like, yeah, I remember that time that I went to see, to the Harry Potter premiere, or, like, I remember that talk mm-hmm. that my teacher gave me, and that, like, it's, like, a thing that, like, seems insignificant at the time, but it's all things that kind of shape who you are as a person. And I also think that because, I think that if it had done more narratively conventional things, I think that that would have made the movie feel more generic, and more like a a traditional... Um, like formulaic coming of age story, but I do think yeah. that like the the structureless uh, like kind of anticlimactic uh, button that a lot of the scenes have, I think that that is kind of the strength of the movie in that it doesn't it it, it doesn't try to like you know hammer in like any sort of forced manipulative emotion or anything like that. It just kind of lets scenes play out in the way that they kind of would in your average life. And I think that that's kind of the thing that really, like, I think speaks to the whole, like, 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 you know, epicness of, mundane life
0: hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our full review of the 2014 film boyhood here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full over two hour long review you will have to head on over the patreon where for one dollar minimum a month you will get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from nextbestpicture.com you have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player FM, Acast, and CastBox. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Rate us five stars if you can. It really, really helps us to get noticed and seen by other people as well. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.